welcome back to another episode of Spine Chillers and Serial Killers. I'm Rebecca. I'm Emma. And Tom is with us again. Tash is still poorly. Say hi, Tom. Hi, Tom. <laughs> Sorry, I've just remembered. Was I supposed to introduce Tom? Yeah, I think that's what... I can't remember. Uh, it's okay. Well, it, It's okay. It went well. <laughs> We've introduced him. Yeah. He's here. Hi, Tom. Yeah, big enough for the G-Town massive. <laughs> How happy are you to be back? Oh, all, all my dreams have come true. <laughs> but, oh, poor Tash. Tash is really, really unwell, so everybody needs to start sending us some of those healing vibes so she gets better and she can come back. Yeah. Come back to us, Tash. Come back to us soon. S- sending big, I mean, big love to Tash money. Yeah. So last week we had Australian Tom. Is, is this week Gangster Tom? No, I, I always like to keep it straight. Ah, okay. You'd you'd have thought I'd have picked that up after God knows how many years of friendship, but yeah. Well, you don't advertise the fact that you're straight unless you have to. Oh, <laughs> like on a podcast. You're not straight if you have to advertise it. Exactly. Everyone knows. Ah, uh, it's un- okay. it, it's unsaid. Yeah. Brup, brup. So, I'm not okay, guys. We know. <laughs> we know. Fuck you, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I have spent the past two, three days researching this story I'm going to do, and I feel like... Do you know when you watch something like really weird and creepy and you kind of feel like you need to take your brain out and give it a bit of a scrub with bleach and then put it back? Like you feel that kind of, ugh. Yes, we've we've all done that before. You know, yeah, like salad fingers. You know, salad finger feel, that kind of thing. Oh. Yeah. Rusty spoon. Yeah, exactly. Uh, If you haven't... If you have no idea what Salad Fingers are, is, are, Salad Fingers is a cartoon on YouTube and you need to go and watch it and then you'll understand the kind of ugh that I'm talking about. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think this story is by far the worst one I've ever done. I don't know how I'm ever going to sleep again, to be honest. So, yeah, I'm not okay. You do, you do realise that if this is the worst one you've ever done... You've then got to top it. Well, no, you can't. No, I'm not. I don't set myself as each episode getting better and better and more and more terrifying because it, it can't work that way. But this one's a bad one. This one is definitely a bad one. How's yours, Becky? Is it? Is it happy? <laughs> as uh, let us ha- go. The, the uh, happy serial killer. Me, me and Emma briefly saw each other earlier, and I was trying actually. <laughs> to find a happy murder and was Googling things like funny murder, happy murder, weird murder, or like stupid murder, and weirdly didn't find anything. So Shocking. as murder goes, it's better than some of them. It's not a horrible, horrible one. So <laughs> I think I've got the better one this, this week. <laughs> it's still horrible, but in a different way. Okay. That's just, <laughs> okay. You're just going to balance each other out. 
Oh, mine's horrendous. I mean, I feel like... You, 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 you're you doing an awful lot of bigging up. I'm not trying to big it up. I'm just trying to warn people that this is a very unpleasant story. And it's not one that I'd heard about before. So I was completely taken aback because I was like, everybody should know about this. But, uh, but yeah. Yeah, uh, I am bigging it up. And you might listen to it and think, well, that was a load of shit. And then I'll feel silly. I never think that with your stories. So... Oh, it shouldn't change. Bless you. I, I do sometimes. <laughs> Thanks for the honesty, Tom. Love you. Hmm. Love you. Oh, I wanted to ask you a very important question, actually, Becky. Yeah? When I saw you earlier, which was lovely, by the way. I mean, me and Becky haven't seen each other in person for probably about a year. Yeah, I'd say about that. How do you keep your ponytail so high with that amount of hair? Is, is is have you got a special thing in there? No, you um you have to take a painkiller about an hour before you tie your hair up. Ah, I see, I see. No, but- no, but, no, but really, <laughs> um, them. Uh- <laughs> well, what the fucking podcast is this? <laughs> no, I just um use about either at least two or three hair bubbles or uh, one of them silicone kind of ones. But they're they're good until you have to take it out and then you rip half your hair out. So, yeah, yeah, because I've got no chance with the amount of hair I have. If I put it up in a ponytail, like five minutes later, it's down at the bottom of my neck. I can't keep them that high. But uh, you you had some good ponytailage. Yeah, I was very jealous. It was up there, wasn't it? Up high on the head. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was good. Of course, of course. So Tom knows what we're talking about. You could have asked me. (laughs) You could have asked me last time you saw me. I was going to, you don't have any hair. Oh, no, I had it down that day. <laughs> I was going to say we should have asked Tom, as Tom has these problems too. Yeah, mm. he really doesn't, though. <laughs> All right, let's, let's move along. So if people think I'm mean to Tom, just so you're aware, me and Tom have been best friends for, uh, oh, how long have we been best friends, Tom? Mm, uh, up until last week, I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, years and years and years. And I actually call him... Ten, ten years. Oh, more than that. Definitely more than that. Uh... Yeah, I'd say more than that. Yeah. Call, 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 it, tw- call it 12 years. Well, we've been friends a long time, and anyway, I call him Shitbag, that's his nickname, to his face, it's fine. He calls me Bumbag, it's fine. So Because you've got a face that looks like a bumbag. Because I have a face that looks like a bumbag. So I'm not being mean to Tom, this is just how we interact with each other. So I don't want anybody to think I'm being a bully, this is just... And, and I'm a big boy as well, so... Yeah, it's bants. I can handle it. Yeah. Yes, but you know what the internet's like, and I don't want people going, oh, she was horrible to Tom, and blah, blah, blah. Well, you were, so. Well, yeah, but I always am. Whether yeah, it's a podcast true. or not, I, you know, you're my best mate. We're not pleasant <laughs> to each other. No, we're not. We're not. <laughs> <laughs> I think this, this doing the podcast is the most pleasant we've been for a long time. It's so funny, actually, the differences in friendships, because obviously my other besties, Bex and Tash, all girly friends, and it's all, oh, I love you so much, oh, you're so beautiful, you know, how are you, honey, see you later, love, you know, it's all girly and friendly and really nice, and then when it's me and you that are talking, it's like, you're right, shit bag. <laughs> <laughs> what, what the fuck do you want? Yeah, pretty much. Anyway, 
Anyway, shall we? Shall we begin? I, I don't. Th- I don't feel like I'm being bullied. Good. Internet. Don't worry. He can take me. Okay. That sounded wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> there was a little. Yeah, we'll mind. let the internet decide that one. He can take it. He can take it. <laughs> That's better. That's what I meant. <laughs> That's still bad. It's it's it's, it's a bit better. <laughs> well, okay. Let's right. get to the story. Yeah. The story. Okay. So this week I'm going to talk about the Smurl family haunting. Smurl. The Smurl. Yes, it's like Smurf, but with an L on the end. Okay. All right. Okay, so there is a little trigger warning here that this story will contain sexual abuse, animal abuse, and rape. So if uh, that's going to really bother you and it's not something you want to listen to, I would skip this episode or at least skip to Becky's part. Yeah, in about half an hour. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, uh, I'll, I'll see you back at Becky's part. Okay. <laughs> Bye, Tom. <laughs> so, no, so, uh, yeah, consider yourself trigger warned. Okay. Um, so the Smell family haunting happened over 15 years, and this poor family was subjected to horrendous and terrifying events. The story speaks of, ca- of a case of a demon haunting, so demons use four steps to cause harm. The first one being infestation, the second one's oppression, the third one, possession, and then the fourth one is death. So luckily, the smells got out before the third and fourth steps were accomplished. So infestation is when the haunting... It's it's a good start, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm into it. So the first step, infestation, is when you begin to notice that you've got a haunting going on. Objects are moving, you might see an apparition, you know, creepy stuff is happening. Oppression is when it gets so bad that people begin to kind of lose hope and uh, lose their faith and that, you know, they're easier to manipulate because they're just so down about everything that's happening yeah possession well possession's obvious it's when you get possessed and then death so those are the steps uh towards demon hauntings sweet yeah sweet so due to a terrible flood the smell family was forced to move in 1974 to a duplex in in West Pitson, Pennsylvania. So I had to just double check. I had a good idea what it was, but I just had to double check. A duplex is like one big house that's split in two. Okay? One big house that's split in two. Oh, two houses right next... Well, they're houses, but they're like right next door to each other, I think. All right, okay. Okay, I think... Do we say semi-detached in England? All right, yeah. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Okay. So that's uh, that's what they moved into. So basically, to set the scene, you've got Jack and Janet Smurl. Now, I think... <laughs> Sorry, it's, Sorry. The, it's the name just, that's making it's, me laugh. Exactly. I'm thinking of Shmee again. Mr. Smurl? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of Smurf. Yeah, and Smurf. Yeah. <laughs> I hate the Smurf. And Jack, those... Jack, and, Jack and Janet. <laughs> Get those giggles out now, because I can assure you there won't be any in a minute. So, as far as I could gather, to begin with, they had two daughters when they first moved in. Then Janet had 
two right. twin daughters, so they grew up in the house as well. So they had four daughters in total. Okay. Okay. Two, two born in the house. One, she, yeah. Yeah. Two, two born the, whilst they lived in the house, twin yeah. girls, and then two other daughters, older daughters, and then their parents, John and Mary, who moved on to the other side of the duplex. So they were right next door to each other. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. So you've got Grandpa John and Grandma Mary next door. Yep, the elder Smurf. The, the elder Smurf, yeah. yeah. Grandpa Smurf. For the story, I couldn't find any... Uh, or very few names for the daughters, I suppose, to protect their privacy, and that's absolutely fine. So I won't ever refer to any of them by their name. It'll just be one of the daughters. Okay? Okay, yeah. To begin with, things were pretty quiet. The family settled into their new home. Jack started fixing things around the house because this house was a fixer-upper. It had a lot wrong with it, and uh, yeah, it needed some pretty big renovations. So he decided he was going to do it himself, so he started He started work there. Okay. There were, however, some strange things straight from the start. Jack's tools would vanish and reappear in strange places. Have you guys ever had that happen? Because I've had that happen quite a few times, and it is creepy as hell. I, I, just, I just feel it being forgetful. Yeah, it's yeah, like it's like every, 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 it's always in the last place you look for it. But it's like I can't remember what it was. It might have been a hairbrush or something like that, and it went missing. And it went missing for a good few days. Luckily, we have other hairbrushes. But uh, I have no doubt we couldn't <laughs> find this hairbrush, and then it just turned up in the middle of the bed, like you would have seen it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was just in the most obvious place. So, yeah, things like that happened uh, to Jack with his tools. Okay. The family would hear loud bangs. Now, we know from other episodes that that's never a good sign. No. Loud bangs in the walls. The water pipes would break no matter how many times they were welded and fixed. And the toilets would flush by themselves. (gasps) Shitty ghosts. Ghost shitter. If they are shitty ghosts, at least they're considerate ghosts. Yeah. Why can the ghosts True flush, enough. yet my half of my children do not? Why? <laughs> <laughs> this was all put down to the house being old, and the work that was being done could be causing it to creak and groan, just like old houses that are settling do, which is fair enough. The creaking, yeah, but toilet flushing. Oh, it's an old house. <laughs> I don't know. That's 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 really dodgy plumbing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. They I think they were just trying to Yeah. Oh, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Let's not think about it. Soon, however, things would begin to escalate and could no longer be put down to just old house noises. The bangs would get louder and happen in threes, which apparently is a it's like a demonic sign to mock the Holy Trinity. Oh, yeah. <gasps> Those very good sound effects. Who was it? They began to... Who, who did that? <laughs> <laughs> they began to hear scratching in the walls. They also began hearing what sounded like a massive winged animal flapping about in the top of the house. Kitchen appliances would burst into flames with no apparent reason. Even the TV caught fire as Jack was sat watching a movie. 
Radios would turn on and start playing very loud music, but when someone went to turn them off, they would see the radio wasn't even plugged in. Ooh. Yeah, that freaks me out, man. Yeah, no, I don't want to have like that. Not a fan. Just like Not the a fan things of that. setting on fire, you could kind of put that towards maybe really, really, really badly. Dodgy. Yeah. Dodgy electrics. Faulty electrics. But when it's not plugged in, then it's on. That's the part in a horror mm. film where the music yeah. goes, like that, and then... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then when they say, oh, we'll just stay here and see what happens. Yeah. I'll still keep all my young children in the house. <laughs> well, that, that's, that's pretty much what they did. So they started hearing strange voices and screams coming from nowhere, and even worse and more cruel, sometimes they would hear the voices of their dead relatives. Oh. Room temperatures would just drop, and the air would be filled with the most disgusting smell of rotten flesh. Yee. It's not looking good for the smells, is it? No. They're, they're, they're kind of being dickheads, because they're staying there. Well, I, I think I say this a bit lower down. You've got to try and remember, they've just lost everything in a huge flood. They've had to start everything. Okay, yeah. They've had to start all from scratch. They're in this shabby house that they're trying their best to renovate. They're spending money to renovate it. And every time they spend money to renovate it, something else breaks. So they fix the plumbing and then the plumbing breaks again. So they fix the plumbing and it breaks again. So they fix it again. And every time they do it, it's costing them money and more money. And they haven't got financially any possibility to move out of this house they are completely stuck tense well i mean it's literally this house or a bridge yeah uh at the moment i take a bridge if i were them well <laughs> it's it's difficult isn't it i don't know i really don't know i think they'd have to be in that type of situation to stay there with everything that's happening already yeah. As the family were renovating um as the family were renovating, they had installed a new bathroom and a new sink, a new bath, etc. 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 Only one day to find huge claw marks on all the porcelain. Now no. I've got cats. In fact, I've got a lot of cats. I've even got cats that like to sit in the bath and admire themselves in the taps. But never not once has any of them left a scratch mark on the bath? Never. You can't scratch a bath easily. You'd have to do it with like a a box cutter for it to scratch, surely, or like a screw, something really hard. You, yeah, something strong to uh, and almost demonic. Uh, there's no 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 animal really could. Maybe a bear. Like a little scratching. Co- yeah, well, I mean. No domestic animal that will go in a bath. <laughs> no, I mean they've got a dog, but even I don't. They've got a German Shepherd, but even a German Shepherd, I don't think could do that kind of damage. Yeah, it depends on the it depends on the bath as well. Well, this was the bath, the bath, the sink. It was it was all over everything they've just put in. So the same scratches would also appear on the wooden frames and the walls throughout the house. Stains would constantly appear on the walls that they'd just repainted. And there was a rug that no matter how many times they cleaned it, 
this greasy, oily stain just kept coming back and back and back and back. It's a bad dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it could. I mean, to be fair, yes, okay, the rug, maybe. Mind you, dogs don't tend to pee grease, do they? Oh, I don't know. I don't know all dogs. The scariest thing to happen at this point is that one of the daughters began complaining that she could see people floating about in her room at night. Nope. Yep, nope. Nope. We're, go- we're going to that bridge. <laughs> yeah. Get the tents. Yeah, we're going to the bridge tonight. You'd probably, like me, be thinking, okay, it's time to move. But as we said earlier, moving was absolutely not a possibility. They had zero money. Every tents. penny. Every penny that they, that they owned, they'd invested in this house. As you said last week, Tom, sometimes you just don't have a choice. I say a lot of things. <laughs> but the Smurls said that yes, even though they could tell their house was haunted, they were at this point quite happy to be living there, so life just continued as normal. How are they happy? <laughs> well... Jack's got a promotion at work. Jack, the kids are doing well at school. Everyone's fine. So the yeah. the the kids the kids have got people floating around their bedrooms at night. Yeah. Okay. They do. They do. Yeah, and they're doing well at school. That's yeah. That's does does this all just happen at night, or is it just any time, or is it just gradually getting? I assume it's getting worse and worse by. The way that well, this whole this whole story is over a period of fifteen years, so it's not like every day something horrific happens. Yeah, but it happens at any time of the day. It's not just not just at night. Night. Okay. No. So, so they might they might go for months without anything happening. I mean, I don't think it ever went that long, but um... in theory. But I suppose. It could probably be months without something horrendous happening, yeah. I suppose it's how they justified it away as well in the beginning is, oh, well, it's not happening all the time. And then they almost have time to forget about it in between. Maybe at the beginning yeah, anyway. Yeah, probably. Yeah. They, they look back at it and say, ah, oh, do you remember when we had those really massive claw marks in the bath? Oh. That was weird. That was weird. <laughs> <laughs> That was weird. Do you remember when all the all the windows and mirrors smashed at at once? That was weird. <laughs> yeah. That was a really windy day. That. Yeah, it's weird that the wind blew in the house. <laughs> and and that power surge that made all the all the appliances that weren't plugged in turn on. Yeah, Ooh. and the TV catch on fire. This is just Becky and Tom going off at a complete tangent. <laughs> <laughs> And has nothing to do with my story. I feel I feel per- per- perfectly safe living in this house. Yeah. Oh, shall I continue, guys? Please do. Yes, you okay. totally should. However, things were about to take a definite turn for the worse for the Smurl family. One day, Janet was in the kitchen doing some ironing. She had the TV on and was just in her own little world. Like you do, you know. You just do it, you know, mm. just pottering about, doing your own thing. Suddenly, she felt the temperature in the room drop. And as she looked up, she saw a black figure materialise in front of her. She said it looked almost like it was made of of a black, smoky substance. She stood there, paralysed with fear. 
when the thing just ran past her and straight through the wall to the other side of the duplex. Janet gathered herself and ran to the other house to check on, on Mary. And she said she had seen the exact same thing and was really upset about it because it just came straight through the wall. So, yeah, that's two of them that saw the same thing. I, I, I honestly thought that that figure, when the woman went to see Mary, Mary was going to be dead. No, there is yeah. no, nobody dies. What, at all? Nobody dies in this story, no. Huh. I was thinking of, have, have you seen Insidious? Yes. Yeah, you know when, before, before he, when he's just like a dark figure in the corner of the room, that's kind of how I imagined him. Yeah, like, yeah. freaked me out. Well, it probably, w- before he looked like, before we actually saw him properly and he looked like, is it Darth, Darth Moore or something out of... Yeah, well, when he was in, in, the, in the painting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what I was, I was, I was envisioning myself. Yeah, like a black demon. So the next thing yeah. to happen also happened to poor Janet. She was in the basement doing some laundry and just as she was pulling the laundry out the washing machine she heard a very soft female voice call out her name Janet she ignored it but it came again Janet so (laughs) (laughs) I keep turning around and looking behind me (laughs) my name isn't even Janet (laughs) So Janet shouted out, What do you want? To which her only reply was an evil-sounding giggle. (laughs) Oh. Oh, I didn't like that. (laughs) Okay, so another time, Janet's down in the basement for another basement story while we're at it. And she can hear Mary, uh, who is her mother-in-law, you remember? Who lives next door? And she can hear her clear as day saying... Janet, help me, help me, please come and help me. So Janet stops what she's doing and she rushes over and John opens the door and uh, Janet's like, is Mary okay? Because I can hear her calling for help. And John looks really confused and he says, she's fine, but you better come in because she has. she's really upset with you. And Janet's like, what? What are you on about? So Janet goes and she says, Mary, are you okay? Why were you calling me? Why were you calling me for help? And Mary's like, I have no idea what you're on about, but the way you were speaking just now is not okay and I will not tolerate it. And apparently Mary, on her side of the duplex, could hear Janet just effing and jeffing and saying all sorts of obscenities, like screaming and shouting and just horrific words, when all poor Janet was doing was just doing a bit of laundry down in the basement. Now, are we in pos- are we in possession uh, territory now? Uh, no, not quite. Uh, sounds sounds a bit like it. We, no, we're getting into the oppression. I think when he's oh, oh this is a long story. Yeah, when he's <laughs> uh wearing them down. Well, it would, wouldn't it? How is she hearing Janet? swearing all the time if she wasn't actually swearing. She was hearing the demon who was imitating, or the demon or the spirit or whatever it was uh, who was okay. yeah, imitating Janet. 
just like they were imitating yeah. the dead relatives that they could hear to begin with. Do you remember? It wasn't yeah. actually their dead relatives. It's all yeah, imi- yeah. it's all mimicking an imitation. I'm with you. And it and it happened at the same time. Janet was hearing Mary say something, and Mary was exactly. hearing Janet swear. Exactly. That's how they get you. Yeah. Yeah. Right, this, guys, this is a bad one, okay? So if you want to skip ahead five, ten minutes, that's absolutely fine because this, this is horrible. All right, I'll see you in five, ten minutes. And I'm going to cuddle it. Becky, Tom, you stay put. It's part of the contract. <laughs> <laughs> I signed no contract. <laughs> so the next terrific event happened to Jack. He was, yeah, he was watching TV when a succubus appeared in front of him. Now... Fucking hate Fucking hate a succubus. If anybody's, anybody yeah. has listened to... Was it episode five that we did, which was Ghost Sex and yes. Pixie Six? It was. So, yeah, succubus is basically a demon that will rape males. And an incubus is a demon that will rape females. So this is a succubus. So she appeared in front of him. He yeah. said it was a young woman's body, but with an old lady's face. It was covered Ugh. in scales and had open sores with pus coming out of them. The succubus... <laughs> the succubus attacked Jack and raped him, apparently having multiple orgasms and all the while staring at him with a big smile on its face showing its pointy, shark-like teeth. When it had finished with Jack, it just vanished, but he was left covered in a very sticky substance. I bet he was. (laughs) Now, how old was Jack? Well, Jack's like, I don't know, late 30s, 40s, I don't know, he's a dad. Oh, he's the the dad. I'm getting confused with John. Bear in mind, these are... Pillars of the community. These are lovely people. Everybody likes them. They go to church. They're very, very. Well, no, not not everyone likes them, obviously. <laughs> no, but they're they're Catholic. They're you know they're upstanding citizens, and it I can it, it's just horrendous how this happened to him. I can't imagine it. It must have been the most horrific thing to to experience. And I actually have an interview. Uh, talking about it. So this is going to be the first time that I'm going to try to do this so that everybody can hear. Okay, so let's try this out. If they were being punished by the demon for seeking help, activity heightened in both frequency and intensity. In what was likely the most terrifying experience in his life, Jack recalls the night he was physically and sexually attacked by a succubus. The succubus is a a demon who attacks the male physically and sexually. The incubus attacks the female physically and sexually. These are the most horrendous types of attacks, as you'll hear Jack's description of it now. It says here, the following quotes were extracted from a taped interview with Jack Swirl. And this is what Jack says. To be honest, I even hate to think about her. Her skin was paper white, but it was covered in some places with the scaly surface I mentioned. And then at other places with open sores, the kind you'd think a leper would have or something. And these sores were running with pus. She had long, white, scraggly hair, 
and her eyes were all red, and the inside of her mouth and her gums were green. Yeah, awesome. However, teeth were missing, but those she had were very long and vampire-like. Then she mounted me in the dominant position and started riding me. That's the only way I can describe it. I don't remember feeling anything at all, other than panic and complete terror. Yeah. I could tell she was having orgasms because she would give little jerks and her smile would broaden. Then she vanished. Vanished. Just like that. Just vanished. Well, Could you guys hear that? Yeah. Yeah. That that was awful. That was just absolutely horrendous. Any thoughts? <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, you'll see later in the story they get so desperate that they 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 seek help with the media. You know, they try and get a bit of media attention just to try and find somebody to help them. And they did lots of interviews and everything. And poor Jack, people were actually like turning this into a joke, like. You know, how was she, you know, kind of thing. Well, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I mean, they, they would do that, wouldn't they? And this poor bloke has just been raped yeah. by, like, a fucking monster. And he's got these idiots making light of it. I just, you know, I just feel so sorry for him. Back to the story. Sadly, Janet would also be sexually assaulted by the black shadowy figure she saw in the kitchen. Both Jack and Janet said that during the attacks they could hear the sounds of squealing pigs coming from inside the walls, which apparently is a sign of demon activity. Another time, Jack and Janet were having sex together when Janet got thrown across the room and they were both overcome with the stench of rotting flesh, so much so that Jack started gagging. The attacks continued as a lamp fixture from the ceiling fell, very nearly hitting one of their daughters. In fact, I've put very nearly hitting her. I meant very nearly killing her. It did actually hit her and injure her. And this was one of those old school light fixtures that had like a chain. You know, it was a solid thing. It had a chain on it. There was no sign of weakness. It didn't shake or anything before. It just fell. Boom. I assume that I assume that wasn't in the same room where the parents were having sex. This is no, this is a different day, different, different room. I think we can safely assume that, Tom. <laughs> I'm just just checking. The other daughter had also been cut by objects being thrown at her from the walls, and one of the girls was thrown down the stairs. The strangest thing is at the time of the ceil- that the ceiling fixture fell, Janet was ironing and preparing her daughter's Holy Communion dress. So... Oh, there you go. Mm, The smells were incredibly religious and attended church every Sunday. They were liked by all and thought to be pillars of the community. Their German shepherd, Simon, was also attacked. He was picked up and thrown against the wall. He would also start whimpering and moving as if something invisible was hitting him. One day, I know poor Simon, and also, side note, I like it when people call their pets by human names. It's, it's a quality dog name. <laughs> I did have a little snigger when yeah. they said Simon, Simon the dog. <laughs> Myself, actually, I have a cat called Phyllis. I've got a cat called Albert. I've got Trevor and Georgie. Any other human names? I think that might be all of it. Mine have, yeah. We've had Charlie, Dexter, Chuck, Cheddar. Um, Cheddar's definitely. I was going to say, I've never met a man called Cheddar. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I was just thinking it's just cheddar. Cheddar is the only one, but Chuck is all the rest are proper names. No, it's ch- cheddar barb. Cheddar barb. Cheddar. No, cheddar cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cheddar. Anyway, we can all agree Simon is a fantastic dog name. It is great. And it's not okay that he got attacked by this thing. It's not cool. Not no. cool. Poor baby. One day as the family were all going out, they left Simon outside. On their return, Simon was inside <sighs> the house. Oh, I thought you were going to say something worse No, then. no, no. Nope, remember. I'm getting worried for Simon. Wait, wait for it. Nobody dies, okay? Yeah, but I didn't know whether you were counting Simon in as a, bod- a person. No, nobody dies. I'm glad. Because, you know, like when you're watching a movie and... Like, the, worst part, the worst part yeah, is the- when the... Pets if, if the dog dies, I'm like, ugh. But if like people yeah. die, I'm like, fuck, fuck, the, fam- fuck the family. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, it's just that they left him outside because they were worried about leaving him inside on his own, understandably. And when they got home, he was inside. Now, the house didn't have a doggy flap and the house was all still locked up and there was no sign of anybody going in it. So... Almost as if it managed to unlock the house and disguise himself as one of the family and beckon him in. Or that he managed to teleport Simon. Yeah, as well. At this point, they realised that they desperately needed help, so they contacted the church. The church said they would look into it, but that any intervention would be unlikely. The Smell family at this point realised that they couldn't rely on their church to help, so to take a break, they went away for a few days only to quickly understand that they were not safe even away from their home. Whilst Jack was building a campfire, he looked up and saw a young girl, around 14 years old, in the bushes, staring at him with a small smile on her face. Simon, the dog, also saw the girl and started growling. Jack got his torch and went to investigate, but found nothing. As the family were all around the campfire, they all heard a girl's voice calling out to them, Help me! Again, Jack went to investigate, but again, he found nothing. So making his way back to his family, he walked past the supermarket. In front of the store, there was a wheelie bin, and it started violently spinning around on itself. At this point... Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little bit funny. It's funny. That's the only funny part. I don't know. That actually really freaked me out. I could just imagine it being like... (laughs) 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 so at this point the smell family packed up and went home they were like where were they camping though when they just walked back to the campsite and they walked past a supermarket were they just camping in a car park that was that was my question to be honest well no you guys have been to they they went they went to investigate this girl and just on the way back we're just popping in the supermarket right yeah two things firstly they took a camper van so maybe they, they could have been anywhere. Ah, uh, I thought you said tent. And secondly... That's where they should have gone in the first place, in a tent yeah. under a bridge. Tom has been saying this. But it wouldn't have helped, obviously. Ah, uh, yes. Well, we've yet to say. But secondly... Secondly, in most massive campsites, there is a little supermarket. Is there? Yes, there is. How many massive campsites have you been to? Well, every campsite I've been to, there has been a little shop where you can go and get a few bits. Yeah. Let's agree to disagree. Yeah, no. Carry on with the story. (laughs) 
Was it like a little shop or a big shop? I don't know. <laughs> it wasn't real. Well, your story's not very detailed. <laughs> <laughs> so at this point, the Smell family packed up and went home. They heard weird noises in the car on the way back, like weird vibrating noises. Well, that's mum's vibrator that she forgot to turn off in the suitcase. Becky, yeah, listen to, to, yeah. you're ruining the atmosphere. <laughs> okay, it was a toothbrush. <laughs> it's, 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 Simon had it in his teeth. So, yeah. <laughs> Make, makes it louder. Jack pulled over. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Go on. We're still scared. We're just trying not to be too scared. Okay. So Jack pulled over and it stopped so they could continue their way home without the weird noise. Little did they know that whilst they'd been away, the neighbours who had been just walking past the house, coming and going with their daily lives, would hear screaming and obscene shouting coming from within the Smurl house. It was so loud that the other neighbours came out of their houses to see what was going on. They also heard what sounded like a huge bird flapping its wings in the top of the house. Do you remember at the beginning of the story? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So this is like the whole neighbourhood now that can hear this. Once home, they decided things could not continue, and as the church was refusing to help, they got in touch with world-renowned demonologist and psychic medium, Ed and Lorraine Warren. Hey. Ah. We're we're familiar with them. So they did the Enfield Poltergeist, uh, the Amityville Horror, they did uh, Annabelle... So, yeah, yeah, they're very, very well known. So in 1986, the Warrens came to investigate the Smurl house. They said that the house was haunted by four spirits, an elderly woman who who had had dementia and was very confused, a man who had suffered through his life terribly and was... Are you laughing at all? No, no, I sneezed. Okay, okay. I'll let you off. I tried to... It it sounded like a laugh. Those two, it was a lie. I <laughs> dementia. How does a ghost get dementia? <laughs> no, it was more the, the confused part, and I thought, well, if I was ever a ghost, I'd definitely be a confused ghost. I wasn't laughing at the dementia part, a, it was the confused part. What am part. I doing here? Ooh. Yeah, am I a, a ghost? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Hello, Simon. <laughs> Come in the house with me, darling. <laughs> A man. <laughs> this is supposed to be terrifying. It is, but I just thought we're, we're so scared that we're trying to make it funny. Okay. And can we can we all know how bad I am at lying? Oh no, it was a sneeze. I swear. <laughs> and then caved instantly. Minute anyone questioned me, nobody believed you. No, nobody believed me. <laughs> A man who had suffered through his life terribly and was extremely depressed, and a young girl with mental issues apparently quite violent and psychotic, and a demon who was using the three other spirits to terrorise the Smurls. Ed Warren felt that the demon really did mean to harm the Smurl family and was not at all happy at the presence of the investigators. Ed said he saw a black swirly smoke appear on a mirror with obscene phrases written on it, making it very clear he was not wanted there. 
He also felt as if he was being choked and the furniture and the mirrors in the master bedroom began to shake. Ed covered everything with holy water and things seemed to calm down. The Warrens thought that the house was a kind of portal between the living and the dead and that is why there was so much activity. They also suspected that the land on which the house had been built had been used for satanic rituals. They played loud religious music and organised group prayers. But this only made things worse, as while they were praying, they could hear a disembodied voice shout, You filthy bastards, get out of this house! And the whole house began to shake. And two spirit women appeared and began to float around the house. Do you think the the spirit had a northern accent? (laughs) (laughs) You filthy bastards! Get out! Bastards! That would have been a shock for the Americans. Sorry. So they called out priest Robert McCanna to come and perform an exorcism. Now this was a priest, he was, he rejected the Vatican, so he was able to come without their permission, because usually exorcisms can only be, uh, be performed with the Vatican's approval, yeah? Yeah, it's a big yeah. thing, isn't it? It's probably where the church uh, turned them down, they couldn't be asked with the paperwork. <laughs> so, so <laughs> he said, I'll come. That's what she said. <laughs> For fuck's sake. (laughs) That's succubus. (laughs) So the exorcism didn't work. (laughs) Because I'll give you two a minute. (laughs) Uh, Um. (laughs) (sighs) Game face. I am honestly, Emma. This is scaring me. This is, I have to. I have to laugh about things. If not, I'll just get. No, it's coping mechanism. It's coping mechanism. Yeah, it, it completely is. If not, we wouldn't be having a laugh during this podcast. If I didn't have some sort of coping mechanism, a hundred percent. Yeah, we all would have been taken over by demons by now. Oh, don't say things like that. Don't no, because we would <laughs> let them in with our fear. Don't tempt fate. No, go away. that'll do it the exorcism didn't work now apparently this is quite often the case that exorcisms that haven't been approved by the vatican they don't tend to have the same kind of impact because if they have been approved by the vatican then uh the priests that come they've got like special relics and stuff that they use so it makes it stronger. Exactly. So this guy didn't have any of that. So it it didn't work. It did get give them a couple of days of quiet, but then things just went back to normal. Janet became extremely yeah. ill, and one of their daughters was nearly raped in the shower by an entity. Oh. Mary, who lived next door, remember Grandma Mary? Yeah. Yeah. And Janet had slash marks all over them, and Jack had been attacked and bitten on the face. Oh, God. One night, Jack woke up to two women and a man at the end of his bed. The women were dressed in colonial dresses and the man had a big moustache. The two women were talking softly to each other. When they noticed that Jack was awake, the man got right up in Jack's face and said, You'll pay for this. The women looked in agreement with the man and scowled at Jack, who was too terrified to move. Mm. That's awful. I wouldn't like that. Out of desperation, the Smurl family went to the media, thinking that if they got the word out, someone would be able to come and help them. 
This, of course, created a huge buzz and, and the Smurl House became a tourist attraction almost. It was just like a complete media circus. People would camp outside in the garden hoping to catch sight of a ghost. Media vans were parked everywhere. Bikers would drive by with their satanic emblems on their jackets. The Smurl's neighbours were struggling to even get in and out of their houses without being pounced on by journalists. Eventually, the church decided to send someone over to bless the house just to try and stop the now widespread reporting. So they sent the local priest to bless the house. This, of course, had no effect. The theory is, whenever the church sent somebody, all the de- demons and entity just went next door. They were just like, oh, is this what you're trying to do? Right, well, I'm going over there. Talk to Mary's. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's why nothing ever worked. Clever. Jack and Janet went on a talk show to talk about the haunting. Again, desperate to just find anybody, you know, to help them. But the demon didn't like this, and on his return, Janet levitated off the floor and was thrown against the wall. Jack did not escape the retaliation either, and one night a monster appeared to him. It was a pig-like beast stood on two legs. A few nights later, whilst Janet was asleep, a human hand came through her mattress and grabbed her by the back of the neck. That is awful. <laughs> yeah. That... That, 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 I don't know why, but that's, that's probably the, one of the worst parts so far. I know it isn't the worst part, but like, scary wise, just, you think you're safe in bed. I know that you're not, but then a ma- a hand coming out through the mattress and grabbing you by the, f- by the neck, that is terrifying. And we all know that, like that, that, that is exactly what we're going to be thinking about tonight when we're going to try to sleep. So yay. Yeah, that, that, I think that's the part that's going to, yeah. Thanks, Emma. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you've got a happy murder, Bex. <laughs> yeah. You wait for all the joy, we're going to... Well, stick around for the joy, everyone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, priest Robert, Mc- Robert McKenna returned to the smells again to attempt another exorcism, and this time it did work. Well, it worked for about three months. Then one night, as Jack was watching TV, the black shadow person appeared once more. He looked like he was calling to Jack. He grabbed his rosary and started loudly praying and demanding the demon to leave them be. Fearing that the the third step possession was about to happen, in 1988 the family moved. The Catholic Church came into the house and performed a full exorcism and cleared the house of all evil entities. So thanks, Catholic Church, for waiting all that time to come in and, you know, help them. I was going to say, it's about time. Well, Yeah, once they'd moved. Yeah. Yeah, because they they couldn't have moved before. Well, no, they couldn't. I don't know. I I know you said that there were dire straits, blah, 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 but you fucking moved, don't you? I mean, yes. I would. Tenton Bridge. You go to a mate's house, you do something, don't you? Yeah. I don't know. They were well-liked, church-going folk. Well, at this point, Tom, at this point, their reputation was in absolute tatters because of all this. You know, people just thought they were yeah, a massive I mean, but, laughing but, stock. Yeah, but when it started happening, there were still church-going folk, and mm. in the spirit of Christian love, someone would have given them a somewhere to stay. Yeah, absolutely. If they if they weren't so stubborn, or yeah, I don't know. A few months later, a new couple moved into the house and said they had no issues there at all. Can you imagine being that other couple? What the fuck? I was going to say, what? I would not. I bet it was a bargain. Do that. 
Still, Tom, it could be fucking free and it's still a hard pass from me. I don't know. Well, it's, it's been Vatican approved. Okay, so somebody comes to you, Tom, and says, all this has happened in a house. You can have it for free, but all this has happened. Yeah, we've cleaned it. We think it's all right. You go live there. What do you do? Oh, go and go and live there, and if anything starts happening, I sell it. Oh, no, there's no fucking way. Would you, Becky? I don't think so. No fucking I'd way. I'd take the house and sell it to make a quick profit. I don't know. I think but I wouldn't stay there. Well, could you actually take it and sell it to somebody knowing that possibly that could happen to them? Hell yes. I couldn't. Oh, no, I probably co- not. I'm a nice person. No, I yeah. I mean, I mean, it, it's up to them to do their research. No, don't justify yourself, Tom. You no, said it now. They, it's they it's got, recorded on here for all to hear. They got to do their research. It's a famous house. That's yeah. what, that's what I'll oh, do. I, I know. What I do actually. I'd I'd do ghost tours, turn it into a ghost house, like a haunted house. Like for Halloween and stuff. Like a, a ghosty B&B. Can you imagine the liability, though? Like, what if you were doing a ghost tour and, like, one of the guests got raped? Uh, that's what uh, waivers are for. Uh-huh. No, I, I wouldn't touch it with a barge pole. I would not want anything to do with it. So, yeah. Yeah. That is the story of the Smurl family haunting. They did bring out a book, which is called The Haunted. So, yeah, if the story is interesting, the book has even more gruesome details and information. So, yeah, get that one read. And they also did uh, a film that's, that was just, that just came out on TV. And apparently it's really good and it's free on YouTube. And that's called The Haunting. And it was in, made in 1991. So just go on to YouTube, look up The Haunting Film 1991. And it will be there. So, yeah. It's got Papa Smurl, Brainy Smurl. It's got all the Smurls. Smurl F. Slutty Smurl. Now, of course, like with everything, there is a possibility that this was all a massive hoax. No. Yep. I'm not saying it is. I don't see how they would have made all that up. But But the daughter was still hit with a... Light that's chandelier, yeah, yeah. I was thinking chandelier. What is it? What was it? Yeah, yes. But who who witnessed it? The only people who witnessed it was was the Smurl family. So are you are you just like going back on everything? No, now? I'm just giving you the other side of the coin. Jack Smurl had had meningitis as a youngster, and he'd had to have an operation to remove liquid from his brain. So some people are saying that the fact that he had had brain surgery could have made him have hallucinations and the fact that he was having these hallucinations led the rest of the family into some kind of mass hysteria. Mm. There's also some dubiousness around the Warrens, you know, how honest they are because obviously it's very good publicity for them to go into somewhere that has a demon and, you know, that's what they are known for. They were asked to provide proof and Ed Warren said yes I'll give you this tape and that tape because they said they had video recordings of the banging that they had video recordings of the shadow figure and he said yes it's no problem I'll get you know I'll get you all that proof and then when it came down to it he said oh I I can't remember which TV station I sent it to you know I don't know where it is so mm, Mm. that's a bit dubious but 
everybody who ever met the Smurls said they were lovely, honest, you know, they weren't attention-seeking in any shape, way or form. They were just normal, everyday people and there is absolutely no reason for them to make this up. They had no financial gain. This has not made them rich in any shape, way or form. In fact, all it did was ruin their reputation, basically, and make them a laughing stock. So... Well, that plan backfired then, didn't it? So there you go. That is the story of the Smurl family haunting. Make of it what you may, but I can tell you it's been a rough, a rough few days. Happy murders. Happy murders. Are we ready for a happy murder story? I'm ready. I am. Please take my mind off, uh, off pig squealing and. As long as no one called Simon, it's fine. There isn't anyone called Simon, I don't think. Well, as happy, I wouldn't say it was happy, and I wouldn't <laughs> say it was funny. <laughs> um, but as murder goes, it could be worse. I think the victim would probably disagree with you somewhat there, Bex. Oh yeah, and really, <laughs> it's probably one of the, the stories with the most murders that I've done so far. <laughs> Oh, great. Nice. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's a bit more lighthearted, though. Yeah, yeah. As lighthearted as as murder goes, it still isn't the most lighthearted that we could we, that could happen. Anyway, you'll know what I mean when I start. So, no matter the ethical reasons that you may try to put into the moral scale, killing another human being is still a crime. A murder is murder. Agreed. What about paedophiles? Yeah, well, this is what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. Kind of. Okay. But have you have you guys heard of Dexter and have <laughs> you watched it's, it's, it? It's getting, it's getting more lighthearted by the minute. <laughs> yeah, no, this isn't... No, this particularly hasn't got anything to do with paedophiles or sister story. What, what about rapists? There's some rapists, but you'll see what I mean when, when we get to it. When it... <laughs> the the light height is... <laughs> We'll ruin it, Tom. It's Let's just, just be quiet. You're ruining it, Tom. There it is. Think of all the light-hearted <laughs> things. Um, have you heard of Dexter, the, the series? Yeah. Oh, yes. So, this, have you seen it, though? Did you watch it, or have you just heard of it? I, I have seen some. Yeah. I have seen well, some. Well, this story is about Pedro Rodriguez Filho, which Filho was born on a farm at Santa Rita in Brazil. So, like most serial killers, he... Yeah, serial killers. Ooh. Name of the podcast. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Staying on brand. Building building up the uh, the atmosphere for the rest of the show. (laughs) Like most serial killers, he didn't have the best start in life. But uh, but Philho's bad luck started before he was even born. His uh, father was abusive to his mother and beat his mother while she was pregnant. Oh, and no. one time she, he beat her so badly that he was actually born with a damaged skull. His skull was bruised from when he was beating her and he got bruised through him, his father hitting his mother in the stomach. I mean, Jesus Christ, that is horrific, but also head injury. Yep, head injury. It's not good. It's not a good start in life. No, is it? Tom. I don't know if you know this about serial killers, but the amount of serial killers that have had 
head injuries as ch- as children is well it's amazing isn't it yeah yeah well it, a lot of it it comes from a really awful home life or if it's not that or as well as that they hit them they they have a bad head injury when they're when they're younger and yeah nearly all of them well i think all of them so far that have been serial killers killers i've had uh it, you know, on my, in my stories, I've had some sort of head injury. So th- this one's just started off yeah, that way. Yeah, before he was even born, he was stuffed, basically. Yeah. So he was also physically abused by his father during his childhood. Despite this, he had continued to possess a real strong sense of family loyalty and care for his father and his mother. So no matter what his father did, he was really, really loyal to him. Oh, bless him. Forgetting he's a serial killer. (laughs) I was going to say, what what, what do you mean, bless him? Being being loyal to his dad who abused his mother. Yeah, but he's a child growing up in it. I think it's... He's loyal to his mum as well, but... I think he had to be loyal. Like a survival thing, I think, as well. He'd probably get the shit kicked out of it. Yeah. His tendency to commit murder surfaced very early. He, Philo claimed that he first felt the urge to kill at the age of 13. After a heated argument with one of his older cousins, he attempted to murder him by pushing him into a sugar cane press. Fucking hell, he wasn't... I thought I thought you were going to say, you know, he started, like, killing cats. And, animals. Yeah. Uh, no, like, like, no, like not this all time. normal psychopaths. Yeah, and I Google what a sugar cane press. It just like it's like two rollers rolling yeah, into yeah, each yeah. other, like like a wood chipper but with rolls. So it would have like almost like a pasta. It would have made a thing. mess. Yes, it would have been very flat. And it would have been a horrible way to go. Oh yes, but he he didn't either. He didn't. Well, it just didn't work. He. Uh, just got angry and... Uh, Thank God for that. And the guy was fine. I don't think I could have done um, that. Flat people. Yeah. Pig people. Demons. Oof. I see flat people. <laughs> they they taste sweet, though. Oh, I made up yeah. a little song I forgot to do earlier. I, hang on, what was it? <laughs> Guess who's flat? Was it about flat people? No, it was about Tom. Guess who's flat? <laughs> <laughs> Flat again. <laughs> it was about Sim- Simon's back. It was about Tom being. Come on in. Let, let him in. <laughs> about Tom being back on the podcast again. It was like, guess who's back? Back again. Tom is back. He's not Australian. <laughs> 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 As I, as I said, as I said to you yesterday, um, that after listening to sort of the first half of last week's podcast, I realised I am very much not Australian. You're definitely not Australian. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry, Becky. Uh, you've had your little song. His first murder occurred at the tender age of fourteen years. Jesus Christ! Starts early. Yeah, a year after the the uh, sugarcane incident, wherein he murdered the deputy mayor of Alphanas, 
which is a town. Okay, so he didn't just he didn't just murder anybody that was like a hope. I mean, not saying homeless people would go unnoticed, but he he went he went he was aiming high. Yeah, he went big with the first one. So he murdered the mayor, deputy, and because the mayor had wrongfully accused was was um, it the mayor or the deputy mayor? The deputy mayor. Yeah. I shot the sheriff. But I did. But I murdered the deputy. deputy. <laughs> <laughs> but I murdered the deputy mayor. <laughs> Sorry, I need to stop singing. It's because I'm getting tired. No, I do. I do enjoy a little song. So many things remind me of songs. This deputy mayor had wrongfully accused Philhoza's father of stealing fo- food from the school where he worked as a security guard. So, in the face of this absolute injustice. The little 14-year-old Phil Hurt decided to take a shotgun and kill his father's accuser without remorse. Fucking hell. So this, with the whole side without remorse is likely, without remorse is likely a result of the life modelled by the paternal violence that he was witness to for, well, throughout his whole life. And he's also obviously a psychopath. And has access to a shotgun. Yeah, as you do. So, yeah, Pedro decided to take a shotgun and kill his father's accuser without remorse. Shortly after, the teenager shot and killed the reported true thief of the food, which uh, who had um, caused his father's abrupt dismissal from his security job. So did he not get caught for shooting the deputy mayor then? No, he didn't. What the fuck? <laughs> I, I don't think... I, I don't know. At 14, I could barely take a bus anywhere <laughs> by myself. <laughs> or And, you know, got very confused when, when in a big place and kept getting lost... I couldn't have taken a shotgun and covered up a murder of a de- deputy mayor. So he decided to flee this town where he was living and he moved to Sao Paulo, which is somewhere else in Brazil. I've heard of that. Uh, to evade capture. Sao Paulo. Yeah. Sao Paulo, yeah. That sounds better. Tollage. Um, tollage. Um... <laughs> A change of scenery, new start. He can stop murdering people now, right? Well, you would think. Right? (laughs) Wrong! Wrong, yes. Strangely, he didn't stop murdering people, as it turns out. He um, began to... He was kind of on his own as well. I think he was about 16 by this time. Uh, So he began to earn money by robbing houses especially drug deal houses. Well, that's safe. As you do. Yeah, and killing the drug dealers that were living there. Oh, Jesus Christ, he is ballsy, man. Yeah, which is a great way to make money. Yeah, he's doing, doing a public service as well. Well, it's still yep. killing, it's killing people, Tom. We're not, we're not okay with it. Are we okay with drug dealers? Well, no, neither mm. are good. This is this is where it goes back to the Dexter thing. Yeah, this is Dexter. Then he, um, the, the so the drug dealers that he's been murdering and stealing from, he kind of assumed their position and took over the turf 
their turf and started his own drug business. Smart. Yeah. This meant that he had to kill off a few rivals, as you do. Get more turf. I mean, get more profit. Standard business procedure. Comes with the job. Yeah. Comes with the job. Job description. And and he clearly loves his job. Yeah. And he's, he's really good at it. He is really good at it because he's still not got caught, has he? No, still not got caught. So while he was there, he began living with a woman named Maria Olympia, who soon became pregnant with his baby. Yay, lucky baby. Yay. I hope he doesn't punch her in the stomach. No, he's uh, not like his father in that side, I don't think. No, he just likes to kill people with shotguns. Yeah, but they're drug dealers. Not because he's the a drug dealer. Deputy mayor fine, wasn't. But the other. Well, he might. Yeah. He might have been. <laughs> he might have been. Well, it's because of the deputy mayor that his father lost his job. So it's just kind of escalating a little bit, even more. So while Maria was pregnant, she was sadly killed by rival members of a near near by a gang who wanted revenge on Pedro because of all the people he'd been killing. Oh, God, that's horrible. Awful. And that's, that's not going to end up well. So he, Pedro managed to escape the assassination attempt. So later, Pedro recru- recruited some soldiers of his, of his own and set up, made his business, his drug business grow. And in search of revenge for the murder of his pregnant woman an unborn child he tortured and killed several people trying to find out who was responsible for the assassination attempt on him and assassination of her of um, maria the culprit ended up a leader of a rival gang again and his name was dropped by one of his ex-wives so you know was he torturing a woman? No, I don't think he was torturing her. I think she was just like, you know who it is? It's my ex-husband. He's a wanker. So go and kill him. Yeah. Ah, woman scorned. Woman scorned. Yep. So she gave up his name. So him and his mates later attended the wedding of this guy and did a complete Game of Thrones red wedding impersonation. Ah, Nice. And killed seven people and injured 16. Boom. So he got his revenge. And then this was all when he wasn't even 18 years old yet. (laughs) Fucking hell. Yep. I was like, what? Little mini psycho. Yeah, he's been busy. Meanwhile, his mum and dad were still back in the town where he committed his first murders and uh word got to pedro that his mother had been murdered oh shit he's he's not gonna be happy. yeah no but his mother had been murdered by his father who has always been abusive to her so pedro was obviously distraught and he went to visit his father in jail where he stabbed him over 22 times and then went full-on Indiana Drones Temple of Doom and reached into his father's chest, pulled out his heart, bit into it, and spat it out. Oh, my fucking Jesus hell. Christ. <laughs> Woo! I, I, thought, I thought yours was a scary one, then. <laughs> I did not see all the 
this is happy, happy. Yeah, there's happy murders. Light-hearted, hard, light-hearted because oh, it's got a chunk bitten out of it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a slightly lighter heart. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that what you meant by it? You it didn't is, specify. It is, it is now. <laughs> so how did he manage to do that in prison? Because, you know, aren't you like separated? I, I don't know. And I couldn't really find out how. South American prisons. Yeah, I don't think it was, you know, it's not like the um, high security prison, but still. But surely there's no escaping that one. He's just done it in front, well, he's just done it in a prison. So. You, you, well, you, can, you can pay enough money. Yeah, I, I maybe, yeah, there might have been a bribe involved if he was involved in drugs and had a bit of wonga. Go on then, tell us, tell us. I have no idea how he wasn't <laughs> arrested after killing his father in jail. But soon after he committed this next murder, his cousin, his favourite cousin, became pregnant by a man who then was like, I don't want a kid, and abandoned her. Oh, you're dead. Yeah, so he hunted the man down and killed him in revenge for his cousin. Completely normal family relationships. Absolutely. Still not arrested for that. I'm beginning to question the police. I, I, I'm, I must admit. Yeah. Eventually, things did catch up with him, and on May twenty fourth, nineteen seventy three, Pedro was finally captured by police. Upon his arrest, he was handcuffed and placed into the back of a police wagon to be transported to a hospital. I have to do a bit of math, and I think he's early twenties by this point. And he was placed in the back of the police van, handcuffed. And there was another prisoner in there who was also handcuffed. And he murdered him. By the time the ride was over, the police went to the back, opened the door, and one of... Weirdly, one of them was dead. And And I bet it uh, wasn't Phil Hull, was it? It wasn't, no. It wasn't Pedro. He was just like, well, I don't know. (laughs) No, he um, admitted straight away that he killed him. Yeah. He admitted straight away that the guy who said he was a rapist, that's why he was going to prison, so he killed him. Okay. So, it was in jail, locked up with hundreds of other criminal criminals that, that his that career... That really started murdering. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. That his career in killing really took off. <laughs> I mean, it's his dream come true, isn't it? They're all there. They're all all these bad guys just asking for it, aren't they? Yeah, so he's, well, he just... Him. He's just been practising, just in public. Yeah. He's murdering drug dealers and family. Yeah. Well, he's killed quite a lot of people already. There's seven people alone in that wedding. He tortured and killed a lot of people to get there as well. So, quite a lot of people already. Mm. Yep. Once, So, this is where he really came into his own, because <laughs> criminals to him were just... He could kill them without remorse, basically. Especially rapists, he didn't like anything to do with that. He just figured out that it'd be, they'd just be better. I, 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 I saw one who uh, applaud him for that. Yeah. But at the same time, you know. Yeah. The whole torturing and killing people before that wasn't very nice. And just because, you know, baby daddy didn't want anything to do with a baby, he's a shitty person and he just didn't really deserve to be murdered for it. So, 
once in prison, he was about to be, he, yeah, kind of made a name for himself, just randomly killing people. And then obviously that, that caused repercussions in the fact that people were then out to kill him. Once in prison, he was about to be attacked by a group of five other men. He attacked them first, killing three of them and chasing the other two away. So he was hard as. He is hard as fucking nails, isn't he? Yeah. He also killed at least two of his cellmates when he was in prison. One he decapitated with a knife. Can you imagine when you just arrive at prison and you're like, oh, who's my cellmate going to be? And they go, oh, it's Phil Hole. And you're like, oh, (laughs) fuck. Hello, Mr. Petrol. (laughs) Mr. Petrol. Mr. Hole, sir. (laughs) So, yeah, he decapitated one man with a knife. At least uh, several serial killers. Yeah, he just slept on it. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's what it feels like when you sleep with the wrong pillow when you're over 30. How did he get a knife? I don't know. Make it, you make it yourself. Or was it a shank? shank? Ah, Shiv. yeah, that's it. Shank? Sh- shank? Shiver? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'll say you, you, you got all the, all the, all the lingo okay, there. Okay, we right? can't all be street, Tom. It's from our time on the inside. No, we can't. How can... I'm lucky here. I'm luckily, luckly, I'm here to just guide you in the How right direction. How can one be street and posh, Tom? It's a it's a difficult line yeah. to cross. A hard life to live. You got you you got to play both sides, one against another. Okay. It's a fine balance. Yeah, you do it so well. But I manage it for the posse. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so he went around decapitating people. He killed several serial killers. Also, can uh, we just that were locked up in the same prison? Can we just take a minute to imagine what it's like getting your head chopped off with a knife? No, I'd, I'd prefer not to, to be honest. That is yeah. extremely unpleasant. You, you, yeah, I, I imagine I'd, it was. I'd, you'd be dead quite quickly. Yeah, I hope he, I hope he cut the big artery first. Oh, I suppose yes, you'd bleed out, wouldn't you? Hmm. That would be proper Yeah, you wouldn't be alive while you're having your head cut off. Did you know that when you, people used to get their heads chopped off with a guillotine, their head would stay conscious for about seven seconds after it was detached from their body? Yeah. Yeah, apparently you can see yourself falling into the basket. Nice. <laughs> Did you know as well, especially in France, that they let the guillotine go blunt? And sometimes it would take quite a few girls for it to chop her head off. I did not know that. I'd, I'd heard that. <laughs> I did. I did hear though that ex- executioners used to get stage fright because obviously the pressure of doing a clean kill. Oh yeah, and like end up chopping off half a head. Yeah, or just like yeah, just yeah. traumatizing people for life, or really ballsing it up and having yeah. to do multiple swings of the axe and stuff. Yeah, it wasn't a very pleasant job. I imagine it wasn't. The guillotine made it easier. I, I think suppose. Pedro would have liked it. Yeah, yeah, he, he, he loved would have that. Loved it. Cutting people's heads off with a knife and axe would have been mm-hmm. a, an, a, mm-hmm. an upgrade. Living yeah. his best life. Yeah. So he he wasn't doing all bad work. He was killing serial killers while he was in there. But he is a serial killer. No. Well, <laughs> I don't know how he just <laughs> he definitely he is. isn't. <laughs> he he totally is. But he's killing bad people most of the time. He he ate someone's heart. He is not a nice person. Yeah, that was his dad's heart. His though. dad's 
heart. Who, who yeah. abused his mum. Yeah, but he ate his heart. He spat it out. He didn't eat it. He bit his heart. He's not a good guy. No, oh no, he's no. absolutely not. I don't think. It, I don't think anyone's saying he's a good guy. Yeah, but he's just a. I think you were both. You were he, both sticking he, up he, for him. He's a better bad guy no. than some of the bad guys. Is he? Okay. Yeah. Yes, because he's Go on, killing bad guys. He's killing bad guys. Yeah. I'm Pedro. <laughs> that was terrifying. Just to um, hammer home the point that he wasn't just a selfless vigilante. He, um, just in case you're worried about that. Um, I was actually he, really concerned about that. Yeah. He also confessed to having killed one man in prison because he snored too loud. And the other because he didn't like his face. Okay, see, bad guy. He's a bad guy. I mean, I can re- I can get the hate that you can get for someone that snores. Hey, easy on the snorers, okay? We can't help we it. We cannot. It made me drop the C-bomb that time. <laughs> yes. Whilst in jail, he killed at least 47 inmates. 47? And you weren't sure he was a serial killer? Yeah, 47. Yeah, he is a Fuck serial killer. Me. Yes. That is a lot of people. But they are, they are in yeah. prison for a reason. That has got to put him up yeah. right there at the top of, like, the worst serial killers. Yeah, they think he killed around 100 altogether. Oh, Jesus. Although he was only officially connected to 71. <laughs> oh, 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 that's okay then. Yeah. Just 71. If it was 29 more, I'd have a problem. But 71's fine. I mean, 71, I mean, it can happen to anyone. I do that many before breakfast. (laughs) 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 You just slip and fall and then you stab a few people and get a bit hungry so you eat a few hearts. Gnaw on a few hearts. Mm. Pick your teeth with some rib bones. Meaty. Yum, yum. Based on the murders Pedro committed at the time of his arrest, he was sentenced to 126 years in prison. And then adding on the murders that he committed in prison, he would have been expected to have been sentenced to about 400 years or more. more. 400 years or more. Or more. Uh, 400 years or more. (laughs) Or more. Gone like 1990s gangster. Or more. Hey, yes. (laughs) You ain't going to catch me, copper. However, Brazilian law prohibits anyone from serving a sentence more than th- for, for more than 30 years behind bars. What? So for the extra murders that he committed while he was in prison, he only had four years added on to his sentence. The thing is that if, if he, even if you thought, he, even if it was 100% as justified as it can be when it comes to murder... The amount of people that he has killed, he shouldn't, you know, why would anyone that dangerous be set free? That He's he could just kill people. Free. That, yeah, Please. on April 24th, 2007. Oh my god. Pedro Rodriguez Filho <laughs> was set free. Filho? To fill holes once again. Mm. That, that is terrifying, Becky. You've got to stop doing the recent ones. I can't cope. 
By 2011, he was back in custody. Oh, okay. So, feel better. Okay. But shockingly enough, not for murder this time, but for crimes committed in prison, including inciting a riot and imprisonment. He sounds like the type that would do that. Yes. Most people would think him to be a classic psychopath, but... He sounds like it. Yeah, but but psychopaths don't have emotions. And if you think about his... Most of his murders were due to some sort of emotional attachment and a need to seek revenge for someone, either for his, for someone that had wronged him or wronged someone in his family. Yeah, I guess. So, What about the guy who snored? What had he done? He snored, Emma. He snored. What about the guy with the messed up face? What had he done? I just, he was- no, he just didn't like his face, poor man. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. He was probably bored that day. Uh, he'd been uh, named as a sociopath because sociopaths tend to be erratic and emotional. So today... Erratic and emotional? Shit. I need to yeah. go get me some therapy or something. <laughs> Don't start murdering people, Emma. Oh no, I'm too nice for that. <laughs> so sorry, Emma, but today at the age of 67, Pedro is a free man. He has a popular YouTube channel with over 138,000 <laughs> subscribers. Oh my god! And he's going to murder them all. Pedro, don't, if you're listening, don't put, we love you. Yeah, don't put dislike on his video. I mean it. What's his channel about? I'll tell you. He's converted to Christianity. Oh, has he found God? Yeah, he found God. Don't, don't say it like that, Ed. In a hole. Don't knock it. Say it like what? I said, oh, he's found God. No, he's like, oh, oh, he's found God. Well, it's convenient, isn't it? After he's killed like over a yeah. hundred people. You, 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 re- you realize this podcast is worldwide, and he can, he, he might somehow hear it. Look, he's found God. Good for him. Hi, Pedro. Um, so he totally has converted to Christianity <laughs> and now tries to. <laughs> What did you say? <laughs> I said I'm totally uh, cutting that part out, just in case. Yeah, well, are you going to go back and edit all the bits where you've said that he wasn't a very doing nice the right man. thing? Yeah. yeah. And just we'll just randomly hear bits of your audio go all <laughs> weird and be like, oh, I think Pedro's great, <laughs> instead of... Oh. You see how I've been on his side the whole time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, where your home is, Pedro. Don't don't come and get us. I don't snore either. Oh, I snore like a motherfucker. How Ben hasn't left me yet? I've no idea. I've got a dodgy face. (laughs) I'm going to say, but he liked my face. Anyway, Pedro, we love you. Yeah. Done done good work for the community. Yeah. So now he tries to help young people to avoid a life of crime. Oh, well, gang. that's nice. That's good. Yeah. Uh, that is very is good. He... Yeah. Well, well done. done. I have to seeds and gets the kids off the street where I came from. Yeah. <laughs> Back into a comfortable middle class house. Yep. So... That's the end of that story. And when he was, when Pedro was asked by a reporter if he would ever kill again, he said the following. 
So this is a quote. No, I would only kill again if someone came to take my life or the lives of the people I love. Who are my family? That's fair enough. We'd all do the same, mate, so... Cool. But he's not just randomly killing people now. That's, put, that's all behind him now. Growing up a bit. Yeah. He sounds like one one of the one of the hardest, one of the toughest ones that you've done so far, I think. Yeah. I think it was body count wise, he's he's way ahead of the I mean, other ones. Yeah, yeah, he's up there, but also the people he was taking on, like he he got attacked five to one and just walked off like unscathed. I mean that's impressive. Yeah. That's the sort of thing that I don't know that certain type of guy would be like, yeah, they all came at me and there's five of them and I fought all of them off and three of them died. It's like Jean-Claude Van Damme shit or, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't expect it to be real, but with all the things that he's already done, you can totally believe it. The thing is, you and don't, it know, did happen, see, you don't know what you're capable of when you stop giving a shit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm glad I give a shit. He's actually quite... Quite fit. <laughs> really? Well, that well, makes you, it okay. You, you, you women in your one track minds. No, oh, yeah, I just sent a picture. See what I mean? Yeah. Not bad. Well, that was uh, when he was younger. Yeah. Uh, but now, like, now he's older, he just looks like a really. He has a nice face. If you know what I mean? He just doesn't look. He looks like a Evil. nice person. He does, yeah. You wouldn't expect that person to have killed a hundred people. Yeah, and he's not like his big burly, you know, like Superman, like the Mountain off Graham of Thrones. He's not like someone. He's absolutely huge, like just a normal guy. Yeah, well, I think, like you say, he's pretty hard. But yeah, Excuse that's me. my story. And well, thanks so much, Bex. That was great. The holy, the f- whole filling of holes and lightheartedness of yeah, that story. Yeah, I'm so, um, I'm so we, sorry we, I kept we, interrupting. We love you, Pedro. Yeah. yeah. Hashtag Pedro. Pedro. Do we? I mean, I don't feel like we should end the podcast. I mean, it's good that you've, like, sorted your life out, Pedro. Kind of sucks that you killed a hundred people, though. But good for you for turning it around. I, f- yeah. I feel more comfortable with that, I think. Right. Well, I think that just about does it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, then. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Stay safe. Don't kill people. And keep it weird. Bye. 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 Bye.